0: Free is our favorite word, huh. like free refills. At Morgan & Morgan, our <laughs> fee is free. You don't pay anything unless we win your case. Injured? Call Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. It's free! Rock Welcome to the depth chart podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Louisville. Nick, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing well. Um, it's very rainy, but kind of like it. Cool things down, you know, it's been real dry outside. So, um, although I would prefer the ability to take like a really long nap though, because that's, it's nap weather when
0: it's raining like this. Yeah, it really is nap weather because it's raining here in Brussels too. Uh, but yesterday was hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got my walk in early and wasn't able to do that this morning. It kind of threw me off, but here we go. Yeah. Uh, Nick, it it makes sense, too, f- man.
1: Freddie, yeah. Like we, we get kind of this rainy wall because we're yeah. in the final, the final week, you know, there, where there's not a ton going on in between SEC media days and the start of UK football training camp.
0: Yeah, which uh, brings me to my point. Uh, we're going to close out media days in this podcast, and then uh, we're going to get into our first position group preview, which is the secondary. Uh, before we talk about defensive backs, Nick, let's, let's close out media days with uh, the predictions that came out. Kentucky was predicted or projected a second to east behind Georgia, then Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. Uh, were you surprised that Kentucky – was ranked second coming
1: out of Atlanta? I was just because, you know, we heard all the South Carolina talk. Um, and we there, there was a lot of, I don't want to say trepidation, but there wasn't this overall enthusiasm for Kentucky. It's almost like they're yeah. given, but they've got a good quarterback and we're not really sure where they fall. And if you notice, Freddie, they were only three more votes higher than – the Tennessee volunteers and typically, yeah. you know, everybody's chugging that orange Kool-Aid and I didn't feel like they got a ton of attention uh, this week either. I know they went late, but um, so I, I was kind of surprised. We're not used to seeing Kentucky higher than Tennessee in any sort of media poll.
0: Well, I think I, you know, I wrote about this, Nick, and I think when it, it, it needs to be talked about uh, the different types of voters that attend media days. Definitely the TV heads. We're we're not high on Kentucky. So there was a big difference in the voting between the TV heads and then the main media. And the main media consists of homers and pro-Js, right? So, uh, and then the radio folks, were in, and they're involved as well. But I think the TV heads were, were heavy on South Carolina and not, as, and not as pro-UK, and which gave me and you and everybody else a sense that Kentucky was being disrespected. And South Carolina uh, was being uh, praised, which they were, by the TV heads. But the main media voted Kentucky second. So I think you have to take into account who votes at these things but when you look at the polls, right?
1: Right, right, exactly. And you know what, Freddie, That's almost like the the perfect storm too because we know our, our guy Mark Stubbs, he loves to for his team to have a chip on its shoulder. So uh, yeah. there's plenty of clips out there that those guys can scroll by and, and see on Twitter to keep them hungry uh, for the season kicks off September 4th.
0: Now, Kentucky pro- uh, projects second in the East, but I guarantee you when you go through the schedule, when Kentucky runs through the schedule starting in September through November, the Cats are going to be underdogs. Uh, <laughs> you know, so there is going to be individual game games where Mark Stoops can use the, under, the underdog card and I think it's going to be frequent, and I think it's going to happen quite a bit. So even though Kentucky is projected second, I think the the Cats will be underdogs in individual games uh, quite a bit in the schedule. Also, for media days, Kentucky didn't have a first-team All-SEC player. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, Jr., and Kenneth Horsey were on the second team. Will Levis on the third team. Nick, were you surprised, or is that about how you saw it break out after Atlanta?
1: I want to say I'm surprised, but I know there's a lot of people in there who don't do any homework. But it's well, yeah, and because I and even the people who did their homework, they they might be a little hesitant because they just don't know what's going on with Chris. But like, dude has more yards than anybody out there. I, I don't yeah. even. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I, I told Lucky last week, Freddie. The only reason Tank Bigsby is on that list is because his name's Tank. And people are that like that's how that's how dumb some of these media people are. They just see a name Tank and he's like, oh well, he's got to be pretty good. Auburn's gonna be so bad this year, he's not gonna do anything. I I, I I didn't understand it at all.
0: Yeah, and speaking of tanks, you know, if you ever are hit by a tank or anything else or have any other uh uh lawyer needs we really want you to go to our friends at morgan and morgan for the people at for the people uh they made my trip possible to sec media days and uh you know nick they're on tiktok which i'm on tiktok now can you believe that wait
1: wait wait, hold up you're on tiktok i'm not even on tiktok
0: well listen i've heard the new you know i deal with a lot of stuff in ksr not football right stuff okay, right so right right that TikTok is kind of the future in, in a lot of things when as for in terms of branding and communication etc so uh yeah I've, I've ventured into that world uh, uh you know morgan and morgan's an official sponsor of uk athletics so uh check them out for the people we love them uh but yeah Tank, that's also all,
1: all-time great segue right there freddie you, thanks man you, you thanks. could get in the journalism hall of fame with that right there
0: does that move me from Homer to Pro <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, but no, I, I agree with 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 Chris. I thought he should have been first team, regardless of what's going on. Uh, no defensive player from Kentucky on the first, second, or third team. That's the first time in, a, in quite a while, if you if you think about it. So um, you know that that's surprising. JJ Weaver uh, I was. Probably the most likely candidate, but but the SEC is just stacked in edge defenders and linebackers, uh, DB. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I can see I can see that, and, and defensive line. There's a lot of new faces, so I, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I mean, I, I could it, understand that.
1: It, it's just if it wasn't such a stupid way they voted on it, like Will Anderson and. J.J. Weaver do not play the same position as DeAndre right. Square and Jacques Jones, yet they were in the same group. So – because mm. J.J. is going to be a first-team Hall SEC performer. Uh, I, I think right. he's going to be that impactful this fall for the Wildcats. But there's just not a – when you don't have edge as a position, it's, you know, he, he, him and Bumper Pool should not be considered up for the same honor. <laughs> you know, they're like they're just they're yeah. completely different players. So – um, I, I understood it even though I thought it was very stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not a lot of love for the uh Kentucky defense from Atlanta. Uh, we gotta talk about it. We're, Vanderbilt wait, I, voter. I was that you what were you the Vanderbilt voter? No, no, who who was th- the Vanderbilt voter?
1: I thought you were trying to catch us sleeping, you know. Um no,
0: no, I actually tweeted a picture of you in your uh, uh Olympics hat and, and and kind of hinted that you were the Vanderbilt voter. If you don't know what we're talking about, one media member voted Vanderbilt to win the SEC, not just the East, but to go to Atlanta and beat Bama (laughs) and win the SEC. That that should validate your opinion on the voting results coming out of of Atlanta, right? And, Um, And in addition, furthermore, additionally, South Carolina received 3 votes to win the southeastern conference. Not the east. So, not the east. But to go to Atlanta and beat Bama and win the championship. That I think signifies or or paints the picture of what we were talking about South Carolina getting just an a, a unrealistic amount of love and praise from media days.
1: And the thing about the Vanderbilt voter, Freddie, that I don't get is that, you know, there, there's certainly times, you know, I, I filled out my ballot and we were trying to get out of there on Thursday and it's a long week. So, you know, I you, you can kind of catch yourself clicking through some stuff and not, yeah. you know, paying as much attention as you probably should. But with the order of finish, you can't really do that. It, it's the last thing you choose. So it's not. Like it was some sort of user error where you could just accidentally click on them. Like you have to pick them twice to win the SEC. So I think somebody just thought they might get cute. But what's the point of doing that if you're not going to take credit for it? So I, well, I agree. I, I agree. I don't know. So you, maybe that yeah, person you, just listened too closely to Carkley. He did say they were going to be national the best team in college football, right? In due time.
0: He did in the 17-minute opening remarks. But you hit on a good point. The Vanderbilt voter was a double click. So you had to vote on the East and then vote on the championship game. So mm-hmm. not only did you vote Vanderbilt to win the East, whoever that was, doubled down and took them over Alabama, likely, in the SEC championship game. Same same for South Carolina. So that kind of describes the uh, some of the voters there. From Atlanta, and uh, it was a good week. I had a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Uh, had a whole lot of fun again, thanks to Morgan and Morgan and uh, Nick. Uh, overall, uh, I enjoyed it. I liked mm-hmm. the facility. I yeah. thought I liked Hoover better, but I actually like Atlanta with the, with the Hall of Fame. Uh, I like it there in Atlanta. I didn't want to, but I did.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they 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 changed the setup from the the previous stop in Atlanta to make it much more. Uh, in like you, you felt much more integrated into it because they had radio row upstairs. It was a, it was a fun, fun week. It gets um, uh, about Thursday though. We're about all talked out, you know, and yeah, you just get, yeah. you get a little bit tired, but looking back and reflecting on it, I do. The, the one thing I like about it, Freddie, is it always helps me get a better picture of maybe not necessarily what each team is going to be but you at least know what they're trying to sell and you know like in lane kiffin's case you know he's kind of pumping the brakes um you know some of these guys are trying to to uh use bells and whistles to distract you from what's really going on um you know and other people they're just like we're we're gonna we're gonna steamroll you again this year nick saban yeah so um and the, the funniest thing too is on the last day jimbo nobody's benefited probably as great as from nil as jimbo and he was acting He was like nil i never heard of her you know what's (laughs) nil it's just it's so funny to see how these coaches try to sell their programs and i guess to tie it back all into kentucky you know mark stoops isn't usually that kind of confident and i think it's because he knows like I've got a pretty good team, and oh, yeah, my quarterback's awesome, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he, was, he was talking in a large scale as far as national uh, scene for the first time I've seen. I, I've watched him at media days, and I think he is confident with his team, and it showed. And he brought three confident, mature uh, players, and they reflected the head coach, Kenneth Horsey, DeAndre Square, and Will Levis. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I agree. I think Stoops was confident and uh, that shows. But let's get into the secondary, Nick. For okay. First position preview. Let's do it. Uh, big picture. I think Kentucky, you know, sometimes in life when, when you go through a hard thing, you go through troubles, you go through a, a bad spell, uh, it leaves a lasting impression, right? No matter what you're talking about. I think Kentucky's cornerback position last year left a very bad taste in in Mark Stoops' mouth as well as Brad White. When you only had three scholarship corners, and one of those, Quandre Mosley, was a converted safety, mm-hmm. and, and and teams took advantage of that. That could uh, Tennessee to be one. That 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 was a, a glaring. Uh, I wouldn't say weakness, but. Vulnerability spot for Kentucky. So big picture, Kentucky goes out and signs uh, uh, some transfers, Yeah. and it's got some got some true freshmen. Yeah, that's going to play. So, but get into the secondary. I think safety. I, I think that Brad White feels good with uh, Terrell Asian and Jalen Geiger as the starters there, and with Jordan Lovett and Taj Dodson backup. I think Lovett. You know, I I like him from what I saw but he has to become more consistent. He has to do that on a weekend-weekend basis. Todd Dodson's played some football. So I think right now, uh, and depending, again, where Zion Childress plays, is he going to go nickel, medium, or is he going to play safety? I think Kentucky's deep enough with the four there, and, but I think that the cats are in good hands. I, I know some feel that Tyrell Asian is, is, is draft-worthy, and uh, some feel about that in Lexington, uh, that he is draft worthy. So I, I think Kentucky's okay at the safety spot. Nick, what do you think?
1: Yeah, in, in Asians, I think if I've ever – I've had been really critical of him at times throughout his career because he isn't the most physical player. And I also think there's something about him where – you know what making made, made Mike Edwards one of the, the greater secondary players to play at Kentucky is he he has the instincts, just stuff you can't yeah. coach where he's got a feel for knowing where the ball is gonna go. And I think Asian has those instincts, but there's some sort of worry in the back of his head that kind of holds him back, maybe a half step. And if he just completely unleashes that. Like that—that's really, and and we talked about it with him this spring. Where there's a lot, there was a lot of instances that when he went back and watched his film from last year, where he really had free reign to kind of not uh, do what he wants. Almost where they're they're kind of like, "Hey, go have at it." And he was just a little hesitant. If he can, if he can eliminate that half step hesitancy, then then yes, he 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 has the playmaking skills to be a, a late draft pick.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, and and the other side of that, having played the safety position in college and, and high school, which is, you know, uh, Mike Edwards, and I'm, I think Mike Edwards is one of the top two safeties to ever play at Kentucky, but he also had the benefit of Derek Beatty, Lonnie Johnson, Chris Westry at corner. There is where is at the other safety, too. Yeah, 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 where, where Ty – you know, he, he may not say this, but in the back of his mind, he knew he had Cedric, Dorton, Carrington, Valentine, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to be a little bit careful. You can't be as reckless because you you got to clean up stuff, right? Right, so
1: right. So now
0: with the safety position or the corner position being somewhat better, maybe that will free him up to have a little – Little more aggressive uh, traits in his game, so and yeah. then Jalen Geiger, I, I really like him a lot too.
1: I, I'm high on Geiger as well because yeah. um, you know we we know his family real well. He comes from a military yeah. family. He's really disciplined, and that's a that that position in general one is one that needs reps just to get the especially with pursuit. I mean, I remember Darius West coming back uh, from injury, and it took him a while to get some of those angles right. But I feel yeah. like Geiger's logged. He's lo- he logged a good amount of reps last year. He's been getting all the ones this year, and now it's just uh, you know I, I appreciate that Stoops is comfortable enough that he can publicly challenge Jordan Lovett because I yeah I, I think that ceiling is very high. It's just a matter of, uh, reps. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what we just said. You know, and yeah. and and, yeah. and, and um, maybe. Maybe sometimes using that reckless abandonment, but maybe on like third and a mile, maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, I like Jalen a lot. I like his family. Uh, I think he was an absolute steal out of uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and has turned into an excellent player for Kentucky. He had the pick six against Vanderbilt, and uh, the coaches are high on him. Let's move to the medium position or the nickel, as, as others try or others uh, describe it. Are we going to see Joel Williams? I mean, is he going to live up to that four-star billing out of high school? Consistency has not been there. Uh, I think the talent is there. Uh, We'll see. I mean, with Vito Tisdale out, uh, that that really threw into motion uh, the transfers and and also who's going to play that position. Zion Childress is another option. The transfer from Texas State, where is he going to play? But how much, how much nickel, how much five, how many times Kentucky's going to have five DBs on the field? You're obviously going to have that against Tennessee and some others. But having J.J. Weaver and Jordan Wright, I mean, Jordan Wright is, is a dynamic playmaker. He can do a lot of the same things that nickel backs can. So how much, how much, how much uh, uh, regular is Kentucky going to play and how much nickel? So that yeah. will dictate who plays there. Because you know, I don't know if Williams can ever live up to that, can ever become a consistent playmaker that he, he can be, or childress, whoever, or Kentucky a play regular package.
1: See, and I, I think that's the big thing with this year, Freddie, is I mean hill, last at some points last year, your only edge was seventy-five uh, percent JJ Weaver. You know they couldn't yeah. they couldn't afford to do a lot of base package. I think you'll get more of that. But there's teams like Tennessee where you just can't play a lot of bass. They do those wide right. splits, so you're gonna have yeah. to play nickel. And I, going out and getting Zion Childress, it, I don't want to say it told me a lot. They needed the bodies there after Vito Tisdale got hurt. You know they they just had to. Um, yeah. the, the it, there was no there was no way around it. But that that that's one that I'm. I am uncertain with, and I'm not going to, you know, I can't go through and say I'm how on No, I, I, I don't know what's going to present there, but I'm at least glad Same. that Childress, if you looked at the PFF snap count, he did, a, he, he was at a lot of different spots for Texas state. Right. So, so he, at least, I mean, he's, he's got more experience than Joe Williams at this point on the yeah. field. So he at least has logged those snap counts and, and can have some, uh, you know, time this preseason to kind of get used to it. Um, yeah, yeah, but
0: if Joe Williams puts it all together,
1: yeah, he can be a stud.
0: He can so. be, a, he can be a, a good player. Let's let's move to, I feel is the you know corner. All eyes are going to be on that position group again. You know, like mm-hmm. it was last year. Uh, I, you know, Cedric Dort Carrington Valentine, Quadred Mosley, and half of the season with Drew Phillips. That was tough. That was tough. One, you didn't have competition in practice because there wasn't enough people there. Two, I mean, you had to play somewhat uh, safe because you couldn't risk getting a corner hurt or, or wearing them out because there was there was only two or three of them. So uh, Carrington Valentine comes back. It's, it's his second-year starter. Uh, Carrington Valentine, I've heard there's been a lot of improvement. I've heard that Kentucky is high on him. We'll see, and then uh, on the other side, Drew Phillips, and Adrian Smith. The thing Smith was to me was a story of media days, other than the Rodriguez update, because now we know he's going to play corner. Before we didn't know where he was going to play because he played everywhere for Ole Miss. So that gives you a proven, uh, experienced corner opposite of Carrington Valentine, which was some, which was. In uh, nothing against Drew Phillips, I think he's a good player. He's just inexperienced. He just does not have the reps. I think that makes me feel a little bit better about the corner position and Jordan Robinson, the Livingston transfer, and London Craft, Mississippi State transfer. I, I think Kentucky has, at least this year, has the bodies uh, to have a competition, and that may make that position play at a, at a higher level than it did last year and I think that was the liability of the defense.
1: The uh, – and, and, and you can't have a quick trigger if there's nobody else to replace you. You know, you can only – Exactly. <laughs> if you yeah. don't have the bodies in there to fill in, then you can't sit somebody on the bench for messing up. Or, I mean, even better, you can't even pull them aside just for a coaching point on something. Right. And I just I, – I, the one thing that I would ask the Big Blue Nation – Going into this season is to try to erase your memories of Carrington Valentine versus Tennessee, because I, I I do think we're going to get a different player. Now, is he going to go out there and pick off seven passes? Be all SEC caliber? I don't know if he's ever going to be that type of cornerback, a shutdown Valentine I don't, I don't kind of kind of deal. But I think he's going to be a quality player who yeah just needed to to learn the ropes and. Uh, you know, Brad White, he's, he's not one of these sunshine pumpers, Freddie. And he's also, he doesn't like to make excuses, but he did No, he's like, you know, he was Carrington was a red shirt freshman last year, but his red shirt season was COVID, you know, that like, is, is that even a real season? Is that really valuable experience? You know, how, how much did he know he got thrown into it last year and Sometimes I mean we, we talked about reps earlier with the safeties. Trial by fire is what you have to do, and it's going to be tough, and there's going to be growing pains. But if Valentine does take that step from year one to year two, I actually think he can be a a quality cornerback this year. That that Kentucky fans just I I just I, I don't want to hear the you know it was kind of like whenever Fred Tiller would get burnt or something, you just see oh there's Tiller again. I just don't want that to become a thing with Carrington because I actually think he's going to be a good player for the Cats this fall.
0: No, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, You know, you you said you couldn't bring him off to the sideline to to make adjustments. You couldn't play a lot of man-to-man coverage either because you couldn't wear him out. So -hmm. that took away a lot of calls on Brad White's play sheet. So Kentucky was very, very limited. And then you got the rookies, Alex Safari, uh, Colby Albert, Andre Stewart, Elijah Reed. So there are bodies there this year which helps. It's going to help. I mean, it, it's got to help. I think that position will be better. Adrian Huey's there, also Maxwell Harrison. Uh, so now there's a full uh, a full room of corners, and uh, I think I think that's going to help the position. How is it going to look? I don't know. Is it going to be Valentine and Smith? Is it going to be Smith and Phillips? Is Robinson? Uh, and and craft going to going to show yeah. up. I, I don't know, you know. So that is uh, corner and tackle, are the two positions that I'm looking at during fall camp. That that's what I want to see, and also the two positions I want to see against Miami and Florida. And yeah, not and Miami, that, of Florida, Miami, and Florida.
1: That that is the one thing too, Freddie. Though Smith does relieve some anxiety, but you <clears throat> can't do it with two guys yeah. alone. No, and, we saw and, that. And Robinson, it, that's why Robinson and Kraft are so different because Robinson is this high ceiling guy that you've got time to really develop. Whereas Kraft, who is a late addition from Mississippi State, walked on there, played for three different coaches. Uh, he's going to walk on in Kentucky. You, it's it's a no brainer ad, really, because you're like, well, we can get yeah. this guy for one year without even having to you
0: know, yeah.
1: pay him to be here. But I don't. Yeah. I, and yeah, he's, yeah, like he, he was a starter for a while for yeah. one of the seasons there. I think he had eight eight starts under his belt. I just don't know how um, – I, I don't know exactly where each of them fit in. I don't know their starting points. But it is a good thing to push Drew Phillips because, I, I, you know, Phillips is also making up for some lost time. I think he's got a lot yeah. of good athleticism. There's a lot of raw talent there. Um, and now, now he's going to be pushed. So, um, there's, there's a – they they at least have the guys to compete to be that that third cornerback uh, this fall and man Freddie I feel like Nick Saban walking up to the podium at SEC Media Days it is just pouring <laughs> <laughs> all around me right now
0: yeah it's it, it is here too uh, but yeah I mean yeah let's just let's just take a step back and look at this they had three last year that they could work with that is that is tough right that is very very tough Cedric so mm-hmm. Dore. Carrington, Valentine, Quandary Mosley, Val- uh, Mosley and Dorter and Lowember there, and now you're looking at Valentine, Phillips, Smith, Robinson, Harrison, Craft and Huey. That's seven. Uh, Afari, Albert, Stewart and Reed. That's eleven corners that that you can that you, you can't play them all, but at least you're going to get some reps, and at least there's going to be some competition, and also. Take it further, you know, we always talk about offense, defense. Let's take it to the third phase. Corners are are pretty important in the return games and also the coverage teams. So uh, special teams may have uh, some benefit from having additional corners as well. So, uh, That's a good point, Freddie. Yeah, if you take take anything out of this podcast, uh, corner is the position group on defense to keep your eyes on, Keep your ears open for it because that that's going to uh, how these corners go is going is going to go a long way on how this defense goes. So, uh, Nick, the our YouTube channel, tell people how to how to find that.
1: Yeah, look up KSR Digital on YouTube. You'll find a lot of a lot of great content on there. I know many of you have already hit that subscribe button. If you haven't, do it. Uh, we've been putting out a lot of stuff, but it's it's only the beginning. We're we're, we're Curating it, we're we're figuring out how to do technology better. But there's going to be a lot of stuff. Daily practice reports coming this fall. There's going to be a lot. So um, do yourself a favor, subscribe. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, Freddie. Uh, especially yeah. as we get closer to football season.
0: Yeah, thank, and thanks for uh, a lot of you all. I saw the numbers. Listen to this podcast while we're in Atlanta. Uh, please subscribe to us and like us. And we're going. To, this podcast is going to be more frequent now that the season started you know, because the season starts in, at media day. So it, it, it's on, it's go time for us. Thank you for listening. And, and thank you to Morgan and Morgan for uh, mm-hmm. her partnership uh, through media days and here in the next little bit. So we appreciate them for the people. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, what, check them out. One go more ahead. thing
1: I wanted to hit on Freddie before we got out of here, because you mentioned Quandre Mosley a few times. Uh, yeah. Did you know he is one of 26 former Kentucky guys on NFL training camp rosters
0: today? That's a lot. 26. That's a lot. Yeah, because uh, they're all reported by now, right? Yeah.
1: Today today is the final report day. 26
0: yeah.
1: over um, 17 teams. It's impressive. It's impressive. It impressive. Um, Yeah, You know, Mosley's one of them getting a shot. There's a couple of guys who are – uh, a couple of vets that are free agents that could get a, a late addition, like Danny Trevathan and Corey Peters. But we're especially excited for the young guys who are getting started. Our guy Fortner down in uh, Jacksonville, yeah. you know, uh, you know Riggs competing for a spot in Tennessee. So one of those, uh, it's
0: it's when you know you're getting close to
1: the start of football season, Freddie.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, football season started when when we went to Atlanta, and uh, you know, we heard, We certainly hope that you. Uh, check out all the KSR stuff because we're—it's it, on now. It's—it's it's time. High school football starts here in a couple weeks, and uh, it's—it's it's ready to roll. Football time. So that's—that's uh, well, that's an exciting time of the year. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you very much, and uh, thank you. And, and we hope that you uh, come back and listen to us again. Have a great day.